Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Got a little old school playing this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for love. Thank you for peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for brand new mercies. Thank you for grace. Thank you for love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, your grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's personal. <laughs> good morning, good morning. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm living this moment because of you. Yeah, my granny used to sing this. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father, thank you, Lord. My God, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, we praise you. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Nah. I don't know about you, but like I've done some foolish things before. And I know that grace and mercy stood in <laughs> in the gap. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Sharon Katrina, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, good morning. Your grace and mercy <laughs> brought me through. That was grace and mercy. That was the Mississippi Mass Choir. A little bit of old school this morning. That's what was in my spirit this morning. Just reminding me, Lord God, that it's grace and mercy, right? It's grace and mercy. And uh, my apostle, my pastor, I love him so much. I love him and I love my pastor, Cheryl. I love him. My God, I love them so much. He just reminded us yesterday at church how we can ask for mercy every day. And we need to ask for mercy daily, right? And um, the scripture tells us we get brand new mercies every day, right? We get brand new mercies every day. And so I am just thankful for his grace, thankful for his mercy. Thank you that I didn't get what I deserved. Like even when I have been out of God's will for my life, grace and mercy stood in place. And I am so grateful for the blood of Jesus and how it restored and redeemed us. So grateful, so grateful. So your grace and mercy, your grace and mercy, my God, your grace and your mercy. It's your grace and your mercy. My God, my God, my God, I thank you. 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 I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your grace and mercy. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. L.M.J. And we are in this place today and ready to rightly divide the word of God. Do me a favor. Go share. That's what I'm doing right now. Go share the video. Don't just go put the video everywhere. Drop it on your timeline. Um, don't just share it with a selective group of people that you think want to receive it. Go share the video today with even those that you think won't receive it. You will be surprised at... Um, what happens when you share most of the people that are here are here because someone shared the video, like someone shared the video or, or they were praying and asking God for a place in which they could get up early in the morning and worship God. And God led them through this devotional. So your share is important. If you have a hard time sharing the gospel, guess what? This is a great way to share the gospel. I am beginning to witness there are families on this devotional in the morning. There are friend groups on this devotional in the morning. There are so many different people that are connected to this devotional. And so don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be um, ashamed to share. Don't be selfish. Don't, don't, don't be selfish. Don't be 
ashamed to share the gospel. It's nothing to click the, the video and hit share. And do you know it isn't enough because I understand Facebook algorithms. A lot of times people think because they like or love the video that it show, shows up. It does not. It does not. It does not just because you like or love it. It only shows up when you share it on your timeline. So do me a favor and go ahead and share it on your timeline. Go ahead and put it out there. Inbox some people. Host a watch party. And let's just watch everyone grow in grace. Uh, we are international. <laughs> we are international. And I'm not bragging on myself. I'm bragging and boasting in the Lord. The Lord has this ministry internationally connecting throughout the world and it is for the glory of God so that we can learn to rightly divide the word. This is an interactive devotional, which means you get to ask questions. You get to make comments. Um, you get to participate in this. This is not a devotional for you just to sit there. It's interactive in the fact that you should be taking notes so that you can grow. Notes help memory retention. That's what notes do. Notes help us to retain things in our memory. And so a lot of times we'll sit before the word of God and we won't take notes and we need to take notes because notes help us retain no notes help put us in this the memory and if you really want to grow into everything that god um uh, god, that god calls you to be then i'm going to suggest to you anytime you get before the word of god you have a pen out you have your phone out and you take notes so because the holy spirit will inspire you to um greatness and inspire you to be greater are y'all ready for the word today oh couple announcements there's a pillow talk coming soon and it was, it's going to be limited spots. And so when pillow talk drops, I need you to get registered. There'll be a pillow talk coming soon. Ladies, don't forget Bible study tomorrow night, um, six, five 30, the door is open. So from five 30 to six o'clock, you can fellowship from, uh, six to six 30. We have prayer. So if you have a prayer request, um, please send us in your prayer request. We would love to pray for you. We are seeing prayers being answered immediately like we are seeing prayers being answered immediately so make sure you send in your prayer request it is not my prayer we don't pray just for women we pray for men as well um single you if you signed up for single university so that you can learn how to be the best single you ever i sent out an email yesterday you need to get into the band because i'm going to start start dropping information finance you for all of you that are in the finance class if you've not watched the video you need to watch the video on tithing um i taught on tithes this week and how important the tithe is and i'm just praying even for all of you that you become 100 percent tithers thank you holy spirit um that you become 100 percent tithers that you understand that your tithe is to tithe to kingdom you're tithing to god you're not tithing to man and so that you don't eat the tithe when you give the tithe it rebukes the devourer it makes the rest of your money holy right and god said he'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room for so i'm just declaring decreeing that you'll make no more excuses that everybody will become 100 percent tithers that you'll understand that your tithe is for god not for man right you're, you are to take your tithe to the priest all of that, that you understand that. And so finance you. And if you didn't get into the first financial class and you didn't get into the first singles ministry class, we're going to run those classes again. So don't worry. We'll run those small groups again. But those of you that are in the small groups, go check your small groups. Make sure you're actively engaged. You made a commitment to 10 weeks 
And if you will honor God with your time, or if you've fallen off a little bit, then I just ask you to get back on the boat that you get back in, that you make it. If you're off today, that you become real intentional today with studying, reading and studying the word of God. Um, I'm just grateful for all God that God is and God is doing through this ministry. Do not forget feed the streets. Feed the streets is coming up. Um, March 7th. Don't forget. We need your pampers. Uh, we need washing powder. We still need those things to give to the salvation army. Drew projects, Drew project needs your feminine hygiene kit. Those are, those are two of the ministries that we support that we raise funds for and that we give to liberally to this ministry. Um, this minister gives 10% or tithe to the poor because we know that's what the word says. And so we give a tithe to the poor, every, those that are less fortunate. So make sure that you get connected. You can ship those things in. If you go to the website, you can click on the link for Drew Project. You can make a donation to them personally, or you can get their address from us. And I would prefer you ship to them so that we don't have to pay, pay extra costs for feminine hygiene projects. You can ship to them as well and just let them know that, um, LMJ ministry said, send it in. Um, if you need to drop off something for us, you need to connect with Shonda, Shonda at just being LMJ.com. She is the one feed the streets is her baby. It's her project. Um, I don't try to handle everything in this ministry. So you need to connect with Shonda at just being LMJ.com. Um, and she will tell you what to do with your items when we need those items. Thanks. Thank you for those of you who have been giving. So those are our morning announcements, right? Um, so we'll send out a, we'll send out an announcement reminder. Thank you for all of you who brought your daughters on Saturday. Um, thank you for allowing me to share that video it is on my Facebook page, but thank you for allowing me to speak into their hearts, to speak into their lives. And I just pray that something the Holy spirit led me share with them will change their lives and will put them in a position to grow. Um, your daughter needed Saturday. I needed Saturday. Adult women were coming to me afterwards and saying, you spoke to the little girl in me, like you spoke to the little girl in me to help heal her. So, um, thank you for bringing your daughter bring Thank you for bringing your daughter. Thank you for allowing me to speak and expound in her life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. I'm just so grateful for that, that opportunity. So let's pray. Let's get into the word today. Um, I'm excited about the word today. I'm excited about this series of teaching. If you're new to the devotional, welcome. We welcome you. You are amongst family. You are amongst family. And Tuesday, um, for all my ladies, um, connect again. You are amongst family. You are amongst family. This ministry is just a family of believers of every race. And that's what people don't know of every race of every gender. This is not just a woman's devotional. This is not just a woman's ministry. It just so helping. It just so happens that it's led by a woman that God chose me to be the vessel, to lead this ministry, to pastor this church, to evangelize, to prophesy that I'm the person that he chose for this. So this is not just for women. So invite your husbands in to watch with you in the morning. Y'all ready for the word? Y'all ready for the word today? Let's get ready for the word. Father God, we thank you for the word. We 
Thank you for a hundred percent tithers. I heard you tell me that this morning. I thank you, Lord God, that this morning that every person, Father God, tithes into your kingdom, Lord God. And I thank you. They are conscious and understand that the tithe is holy, Lord God, and that they will be in alignment with what your word says for their finances. Father, I thank you for the rebuking the devourer for our sake. I thank you, Lord God, for rightly teaching us how to divide the word of God. I thank you, Father God, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord God, that you are drying up the carnal places in our life today, Lord God, and that we are seated in fellowship with you and we are right standing. I thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And I thank you, Father God, for Jesus. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart, Father God, that loves you. I thank you, Lord God, that we will not take unwise counsel, that we walk in wise counsel and godly counsel. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit falling upon your people today, Lord God. I thank you for grace. I thank you for mercy. I thank you for love. I thank you, Father God, for a sound mind. I thank you for peace. I thank you, Father God. You are Jehovah Jireh, the one that Father God provides for us. I thank you, Lord God. We are anxious for absolutely nothing. Prayer and supplication, making our requests known. And you are the God that answers in Jesus name. Amen. So, and, um, oh, thank you for that, Vanessa. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Um, so I need to share you a test to share to you with you a testimony. Um, I don't, I don't tell, like I told you guys, I don't tell all of my story until I know that the Holy Spirit allows me to tell all of my story. Right. Um, and all of my journey or whatever God allows me, my ministry is very transparent, but I can only give you what the Holy spirit tells me to give you. I do not give you anything outside the, the Holy spirit, but I feel the need to share. Thank you for that. Nisi. Thank you. I feel the need to share this part of my testimony with you this morning and, and hopes that you'll be un- encouraged and hope that you'll understand how powerful your prayers is and how powerful the Holy spirit is. So, um, I live in an apartment. I moved into an apartment a couple of years, about two and a half years ago. I'm not going to get into the whys. I left my house in the country and I moved into an apartment. I love my apartment too. But when I moved into my apartment in this season in my journey, I had just walked into ministry full time. Um, God had told me some very specific things. And, uh, when I moved into my apartment, I, I left like my furniture behind for the people that were moving into my house. My mother-in-law was moving in my house and, uh, she was taking on, and I'm not telling this for bragging. I'm just telling you about obeying God and the next part of the testimony of how prayers work. So when I moved into my apartment, I moved into my apartment with absolutely nothing. I'm just going to be honest. The only thing that was in my apartment was the boys bed. The boys had beds and I had a dining room table and I had a dining room table with absolutely no chairs. And I had a, um, I had a dining room table with no chairs. The boys had their beds. And I mean, we had some dishes and that was all that I moved into this apartment with, but I heard God, I knew we needed to, and I trusted God. And so God began to slowly take care of his, I mean, child. And I don't mean slowly, like he was slow on my time. I just watched him, right? 
Like I watched him. And so slowly things began to appear in the house. Right. But I also did something. God told me not to touch my 401k and I did, and I was disobedient. And I think the reason that um, the things came slowly. I know for a fact, the reason the things came slowly was because of my disobedience, right? He gave me instructions. I did not follow the instructions because I let fear come in. I let fear overwhelm me. I let fear overtake me, right? Um, I've been a tither for over 20 something years. That's not my problem. I've been a seed sower for a long time, for 17 years now. And so but he told me, he said, I do not want you to touch your 401k because I want to prove to you that I could take care of you. And I touched it anyway. I did what I thought was best, um, for my household. And I, I, that, that act of disobedience delayed some things. I know that I I'm wise enough to know when I disobey God, what happens and it, it delayed a thing in my life. Right. And, um, so it is important to honor the instructions of God, no matter what your feelings, no matter how you feel, you cannot allow your feelings to get in the way when it comes to the instructions. When God speaks a word, when God tells you to go, go, when God tells you to stay, stay, when God tells you to sow, sow, when God tells you to walk away from that relationship, walk away because your delayed disobedience is going to, um, call, <laughs> um, cause something that's going to cause something to happen. I'm just telling you, but I heard God and I followed his divine instructions and I came, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, God has told you to sow, you better sow, you better sow where he told you to sow because there's a blessing coming on the end of it. And so I watched God. I, I, that's why I, I watched God. And so as I moved into my apartment and I had one TV, I had one TV and the TV was on the floor and I moved into this apartment with two little boys, right? And I have older sons as well. And I moved into this apartment with two little boys and we go to a school not far from here. That was part of God's instructions on moving. I prayed about this apartment. God led me to this apartment. I saw God divinely get me into this apartment, right? But there were some spots and areas where I was not trusting God. I was still trying to move things on my own. And I learned that like I've learned to obey God no matter what. I don't care. You can't let your feelings interfere. So I move, I move, it, did, it does. Disobedience delays things. People will lie to you and tell you it's not. And grace and mercy is real, but your disobedience will delay things. I know. And it will deny, it denies things. It keeps God from doing what he needs to. So slowly as we begin to move in here, mind you, I'm in here. I'm, I have no income. My only income is whatever God provides for me daily. I don't know who needs this testimony, but whatever God, come on, Holy Spirit, whatever God provides for for me daily. That is, that is my only income. I'm only getting what God provides for me daily. And so, um, when my husband died, that's another part of our story. Like we don't, my husband didn't have work credit, so we did not have life insurance. Um, there was not some big social security payments, all of that stuff. None of that stuff was in place. And so, um, I've got these two little boys and God has told me to move and the door got open and I didn't even have income to verify. And I got moved into this apartment and just got, so when I came into the apartment, um, I, I, I stewarded over my apartment, even though there was nothing in my apartment, I set the atmosphere and cleaned it and kept it as if there were a thousand things 
in this apartment and there were not a thousand things. My friends will tell you when they came over, they were in here and we were sitting here and we would eat and we would love as if there was a million things in this apartment. And slowly God, things begin to appear. One day I was, my aunt called me and said, I need you to come down to Pine Bluff. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And before that, my friend Jess, who is my covenant partner said to me, she said, I saw a truck full of furniture and it was yours. I did not know that my aunt did not know I didn't have furniture. Right. And so she, um, she took me this wonderful couch that, and I have very good taste. I'm just telling you, I do. I have good taste. I like nice things. I like nice things. I just don't let nice things consume me. And I just trusted God. And one day my aunt called me, she said, can you come, come see me? No, I went to a meeting and she said, can you come go with me? And as I left with her, she bought me, um, she bought me my couch. She bought me my ottoman. She bought a stand, um, this lamp, a table, a rug. Like she just, she bought those things. She said, the Lord just told me to bless you and buy you furniture. And so she bought me the things that you see in my living room now. Well, I, and I'm just, I'm leading up to this. Just bear with me for a second. And so learning to trust God, just sitting in the season, remind, mind you, I only live off what God provides for me daily, right? Right. Ba obeying God, hearing God, honoring God and trusting God. And so I also did not have a washer and dryer. And so I would pack up our clothes and I would go to the laundromat and I would wash our clothes. I don't like laundry. So I was washing our clothes every week, right? <laughs> like we, like every week, like every week. So I was washing my clothes and I remember, um, it was not an easy task. Like this was an easy task. I was used to having a washer and dryer. I left my washer and dryer behind for my mother-in-law, just different things like, right. And so, and I never told anybody, I never talked to anybody about what was going on in this season because the Lord did not admonish me to talk to anybody about what was going on in this season. I never shared this part of my testimony with absolutely anybody. Only those close to me knew what was going on around me and they didn't still know everything. And so I remember one day I was loading up my clothes and I was taking it to the washer and I was tired that day. And I just began to bless the Lord. Like I just began to bless the Lord. I, my mouth, I could tell a complaint was trying to rise up, but I didn't allow the complaint to rise up. I just began to bless the Lord and I just began to thank the Lord. Right. And I remember, um, I have this thing that I do. And, and so I remember my friend Jess was on the phone and she said, this is the last time, <laughs> this is the last time that you have to go to this laundry mat. And I said, I received that by faith. And I said, I don't know how, I don't know who, and I don't know where, but God is going to bless me with a washer and a dryer. Right. And so, um, I released it to God and I kept on going. I think I had to wash one more time. Well, I told a story on Facebook because I had to travel and go out of town and uh, my Josiah, my Josiah is just, he's not perfect, but he's just very kind, loving and tuned in to me. He is a lot like his father. He is so much like his father. Well, while I was, while I was gone out of town, um, Josiah had his uncle pick him up, get the laundry 
and bring him to his house so that he could do the laundry. And I remember writing a post on Facebook and thanking God for him, thanking God for the fact that he um, was sensitive enough. He was like, mom, I don't want you to have to come back in from ministering and then have to do laundry. Right. And so I said to him, and so I wrote a Facebook post about how sweet it was. Like he made sure the laundry was done so that I didn't have to do that coming back in. Right. And he had his uncle pick up the clothes and take him so that he can do the laundry. And at that time, I think he might've been 13 or 14. And so I wrote a post about that and I didn't write it from the place of what I didn't have. I was just so grateful for a child who understands my ministry and who just loves on me. And Maybe even not a week later, I got a phone call and it was like, Hey, um, do you have somebody that can pick something up for you? And I said, sure. Right. Like, sure. And I called Donnie and I need to shot Donnie pointer out. He is my husband's best friend. And I called Donnie. I said, Hey, um, I have a washer. And they said, well, we bought you a washer and dryer. And I'm like, my God, right. My God. And so um, I said, Donnie, can you go get my washer and dryer? And so Donnie goes and goes and picks up the washer and dryer. And as he goes and picks up the washer and dryer, he comes back and brings it back. Right. And it wasn't, it was actually the washer and dryer. I wanted just a different color. And he brings back the washer and dryer. And as he brings back the washer and dryer, his mind is blown. And the reason his mind is blown because he's like, Lakeisha, this isn't a cheap washer and dryer just this isn't a cheap washer. it was lg front loader um uh, with all the amenities all the delayed washings it was not a cheap it was a nice washer and dryer they were great they were nice and so um that that came to the house right that came to the house and so I was like, okay, God, I hear you. Well, um, I had not, I'm giving you just so you can hear. I had not, I've been here two and a half years. I had never had a bed in my bedroom. Like I had never had a bed in my bedroom. I've never had a bed. I had been sleeping in the bottom of Judah's bunk bed the last two and a half years that I've been here or I would sleep on the couch or sometimes I would even sleep on the floor. <laughs> like it just didn't matter to me because at the end of the day, I was obeying God and that was more important to me in this season than anything else. And so, but I, but I also, I'm just going to be honest. We're waiting on some other things. Like I was just believing God because I heard some promises of God and I was waiting on those promises to manifest. Right. And because I was waiting on those promises to manifest in a particular area in my life, I had stopped living. I had, I was not fully living in that area in my life. I was not believing God and trusting God in that particular area in my life because I was so set on the promise that I forgot to experience the now. What a word, my God. I was so set on the promise that I forgot to experience and enjoy the now, right? And so that's where my head was. So I've been two and a half years in a bed, sleeping in the bottom of Judah's um, bunk bed. You know, I made a decision last year that my finances were going to be right, that I was getting out of debt. I do not live by credit cards. I live by cash only. Um, I took some aggressive measures to get out of debt. I've been focusing on getting out of debt. We don't eat out a lot. We don't 
spend a lot of money anywhere. I am big about my nails and my feet, right? But I gave those things up because I wanted to get out of debt. So about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I told, I told you, if you hear me mention Jess, it's because Jess is my hair prayer partner, right? It's my, she's my prayer partner. And I, I said to Jess, I said, Jess, I don't, um, it's time for me to get a bed. It's time for me to get a bed. Like it's time for me to get a bed. I need a bed. I said that to Jess. I said, it's time for me to have my own bed. And, um, I, I spoke that I prayed. I have a book that's something for Jesus to do. I wrote this in my something for Jesus to do book, right? I wrote it in there and I just believe God. And, uh, a week later, just a week. It wasn't a week later. Um, my son, my son called me. He says, mom, I got a bed. For you. He had come over to the house and he doesn't live here. He lives in Texas. He said, uh, I got a bed. I got a bed for you. Like, mom, do you want my bed? And it was a brand new bed. He had bought the bed and then he moved. Right. He was like, mom, I got a bed for you. Do you want my bed? God had put it upon his heart to give me his bed. And so a week later I had a brand new bed, brand new mattresses in my room. And I'm just telling you, God is so real. And I'm just telling you, he will answer every prayer. And I'm going to tell you when you get your faith firm and, and you decide to live in the moment and you decide to trust the Holy spirit and you decide not to move on your own and you decide to obey God, you don't have to make anything happen. Like you don't have to make anything happen. All you got to do is trust him and believe him and enjoy the now, like, right. So I made a decision. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to live in every part. And I, I, my, my, um, like, I just got to get a comforter and some sheets and stuff. I got some sheets, but I just got to put my final touches on it. But I, I, I have this room that fits this lady and fits this season and fits what God is doing. And so I trusted him and he produced it. And the same God I serve will absolutely do the same exact thing for wherever you're lacking, whatever you're missing, whatever you're doing, you just got to trust and you've got to obey him and you've got to be sensitive to the Holy spirit. And when I text, I text, I sent my picture, um, to my son and I said, um, I said, um, and you know, I'm a widow. So the, the scripture on the widow's might and the oil really speaks to me, right? It really speaks to me. It really speaks to me. And a lot of times I don't let God, you know, you don't, people don't know what I'm going through. People don't know what they're, you're not supposed to know everything that I'm going through. You're not supposed to know until God tells me I can share the testimony. People didn't know I got no bed. Didn't have no, I didn't have no bed. Right. People didn't know that, you know, when my car, they were, I'm just telling you the power of God is so real and God will show up. So two and a half, yeah, two and a half years later with no, no bed. Now I have bed and God slowly built this house, right? God slowly put this house together. He slowly put my apartment. So I have a few more things on my list that I'm putting before him today, right? I'm putting before him today. And so I just need you to know, and we're going to talk about receiving the Holy spirit by faith, because I could not do this without the Holy spirit, right? I could not do this without the instruction and without the wisdom of the Holy spirit. I have a scripture on my wall is Proverbs 24 
two and four. And it says by wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches. I did not even realize what I was buying when I bought this scripture. And so slowly I have a thing for art. My friend, Teresa Cates is an artist. And so there's art in my house. And I just have a really, really nice apartment and I really, really love my apartment. And I really believe in stewarding and taking care of my stuff. And so I have sit and watch God. But one of the biggest things for this bed to manifest that I had to do a lesson in this season was I had to make a decision to live out that I had to make a decision to live this thing on out that I was not going to allow an Instagram is make it being funny acting right now. I had to make a decision that I was going to live this thing out no matter what. And I had to make a decision right now to live for the now. Like I had to say, I'm going to live for the now in Jesus name. And when I made that decision, God made things manifest in the next season of my life. So I just want to encourage you. And I want to talk to you a little bit about receiving the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to get off here. We're still in Ephesians 5, right? We're still in Ephesians 5. And it's important for us to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit. I could have not walked my journey without the Holy Spirit. You need to know that. Like I could not have walked my journey out without the Holy Spirit. I could not have. I couldn't, I'm sorry, I'm having to start uh, Instagram over. I could not have walked my journey out um, without the Holy Spirit. I could not be where I am now without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is who told me to move. The Holy Spirit is who has said, wait, it was the Holy Spirit working to me when the Lord said to me, don't, even in the things that I've done wrong, it was the Holy Spirit in me when the Holy Spirit was saying to me, right? I could not have done this journey without the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit telling me don't touch my 403B. It was tell it was tell it was the Holy Spirit um saying to me move to this apartment. It was the Holy Spirit that told me that I needed to walk into ministry full time. I was a full-time college professor and I when I started ministry and LMJ Ministries will be three years old, um, in March will be full-time ministry three years. When I started, um, the, the ministry, it was all because the Holy spirit led me when I started coffee and conversations, when I started pillow talk, um, when I started ink pad, which is my consulting services, everything that I've done has been led by the Holy spirit has not been a good idea. It has been the Holy spirit working in me, but this is the thing I need to challenge you in because the working of the Holy spirit is continuous. And it is the third part of the triune that we keep leaving out. I'm just going to be honest. We're not tapping in using the wisdom or receiving the Holy Spirit. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then the Holy Spirit comes upon us. But here is the problem. If the Holy Spirit comes upon us and we don't receive the Holy Spirit, it is not something talking to you. It's not woman's intuition. It is the Holy Spirit of God inside of you. Well, if we don't receive the Holy, like you have to receive it. I receive the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to give you scripture to back this up real quick. If I don't receive the Holy Spirit, then remember last week we talked about walking circumspectly, not as fools, but as the wise and I'll redeem the time. The Holy Spirit is the greatest power. It's what's going to help you 
to redeem the time. The Holy Spirit is what's going to position you for marriage. If you want to live kingdom, you have got to receive the Holy Spirit and you've got to receive it by faith. It's not a feeling, right? The Holy Spirit is what's going to help you overcome evil. Um, the Holy Spirit is what's going to help you um, walk into the next level. It's what's going to redeem the time. And a lot of times people talk about God and talk about Jesus, how Jesus saved them, but because they haven't really received the Holy Spirit and they don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit working in their life, they will trust more of themselves than they trust the Holy Spirit, right? And if you trust more of yourself than you trust the Holy Spirit, self going to get you in trouble. Self, self going to get you, self going to have you in trouble. Self going to have you confused. And so you have to receive the Holy Spirit so that you can walk according to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can lead you and guide you. And here's the thing that I know most. And everything that I just shared with you in my testimony, I, you can't rush the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we want to rush the Holy Spirit. Um, and when we are sensitive and full of the Holy Spirit, we don't participate in darkness. Um, we don't, uh, we don't walk in those things because you have no desire to, because the Holy Spirit will convict you. So we're getting into Ephesians 5, 18, walking in the light, right? Walking in the light. We've been talking about walking in the light. If we're going to carry the glory, then we have to have the Holy Spirit. We have to receive and be full of the Holy Spirit, right? And so the next part of this verse that we've been chewing on says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, dis dissipation, but be filled with the spirit, right? And so we're going to break this down this week, but the, the first experience is the filling of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit that is spoken in, in Matthew three and 11. Um, it talks about the baptism, Matthew, Matthew three and 11 says, I need, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy ghost and with fire. So you need baptism of the Holy spirit and you need the fire of the Holy spirit. The fire of the Holy spirit is what's going to burn up the chaff in you. I've really been studying and reading a book on the Holy spirit. I'm really studying the Holy spirit right now. The Holy spirit is my best friend, right? I love the Holy spirit so much. Like he is my best friend, right? And so you need to be received the Holy spirit and you need to baptize. And a lot of us have not received the Holy spirit yet. That's why we ain't got no power. We don't have power to overcome sickness. We don't have power to overcome death. We don't have power to overcome poverty. We don't have power to obey God. We don't have power to fulfill our purpose because we haven't received the Holy Spirit. And then we keep circling back or cycling back or dealing with sin and certain issues because we haven't received the fire that comes with the Holy Spirit that will convict you and that will burn up the chaff. And when I use the word chaff, I'm saying the sin, the things in you that lead us back into repetitive, repetitive places. Um, um, Acts one and five, it says for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy ghost. Not many days hence, right? That that's important. Acts 11 and 16. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy ghost. Most of our weakness, defeat, and lethargy that happens in our spiritual life is attributed to the fact that we are not constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
We are not constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit because when we are constantly filled with the Holy Spirit, and we're going to talk about the evidence of speaking in tongues, but when we are constantly filled with the Holy Spirit, then we can defeat uh, weaknesses, defeat, defeat, lethargy, depression. All of those things can be defeated with the help of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to be able to do this without the help of the Holy Spirit. And so you have to receive the Holy Spirit. Like you have to receive the Holy Spirit. I welcome the Holy Spirit daily. I ask for the Holy Spirit's help daily. I receive him daily. That's a lot. That's why a lot of times when I teach the devotional, you will hear me say, Holy Spirit, um, Holy Spirit, go before me or Holy Spirit, go, go ahead and do what only you can do, what only you can do. And so I don't teach by might or power or my strength. I, I'd be a fool to even tell you that this is Lakeisha. I would be foolish to tell you that you are watching the evidence of the power of the Holy Spirit. When they, ch- I, I have degrees in other things. But this is what it looks like to live life by the Holy Spirit. The testimony I gave you is a life led by the Holy Spirit, not Lakeisha. I have, I just had to, I had to make a decision to receive the Holy Spirit. And then I had to make a decision to die to my flesh. (laughs) I had to make, those are decisions that I made, but I also had to make a decision. So I'm going to give you some scriptures on being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is the thing that I need to help you to understand. This is not about feelings. Um, this is not about some spooky spiritual thing. This is about you recognizing that you need the power of the Holy spirit to help you overcome. So let me give you another little part of my testimony. I'll give you a tip scriptures. I had realized I'm not a person. Um, I've made a decision that nothing is going to be an idol. Like nothing will be an idol. Nothing in my life is going to be an idol. I shall have no other God before them. Well, I had noticed that I was getting way, having way too much screen time. Like my phone was in my hand way too much. And I, I had been trying to resist it in my own strength. Like I would put the phone up, I would turn the phone off, I would, but it just seemed like nothing was overcoming it, right? So <laughs> recently I looked at my phone and I, and I thought, and I said, I've been trying to, the Lord gave me revelation, right? I started, so every time I would pick up my phone and I didn't need to, I started saying, thou shalt have no other God before, like God said, there should be no other God before me. Right. And, and submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Every time I would pick it up and I didn't need to pick it up. I just started saying thou shalt have no other God before me. Right. Thou shalt have no other God before me. That's what God said. There shall be no other God before him. Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Every time I pick it up and then look like I was picking it up for no reason or just to scroll, thou shalt have no other God before me. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So then when I woke up one morning, God said to me, he was like, now you're going to defeat this. And he said, because you're not relying on your own power. And he took me to Zechariah 4 and 6. He said, not by might nor by power, not by your power, but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. He said, now you'll be able to defeat this thing because you're not trying to do it in your power. You're not trying to do it in your strength. You're relying on the Holy spirit. You're relying on the spirit, the word of God to defeat this thing. 
now the idol will fall. And I'm just sharing that with you. And so you've got to receive the Holy Spirit. You've got to make a decision. I'm not going to make another decision. I'm not going to live my life without receiving, but you have to receive it because the Holy Spirit was in you from the time you accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior. The problem has been most of us don't receive him. We don't yield him. We grieve him. We won't wait on him. We won't be patient in the Holy Spirit. We rely on our own gifts, our own talents. Um, we rely on our own knowledge of relationship. We don't spend enough time before God. We guess the things of God and the enemy is so slick. He will make you think God is speaking to you and it's not even God, right? It's not even God. We rush the hand of God. Um, we, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to really do a greater work in us because we haven't received him and we haven't asked him to come in. And we, yes, we've been going to church and yes, we've been doing religion and yes, we've been moving. And yes, we say that there is a Holy Spirit, but we have not received the Holy Spirit by faith. We have not said, Holy Spirit, I receive you or I receive you now in Jesus name. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures and then I'm going to pray, pray a prayer and give you a chance to receive, to really receive the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, in the word, it says, if I lay my hands upon you. And so even though we're not laying our hands, I don't have my, I can't lay my hands upon you physically, but I can believe God that you be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can get the revelation you need, so that you can get the knowledge you need, so that you can get the understanding, so your marriage can work, so your friendships can work, so your parenting can work, right? Uh, so everything that you need will work. And when we read more about being drunk, we're drunk on more than just wine. And that drunkenness has kept us from receiving the fullness of the Holy spirit, right? For full, full, the fullness of the Holy spirit. So we, we need to do that. So let me, it says Acts two and 38. It says, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 19 and six says, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Ephesians 1 13 says, in whom ye also trusted after the, ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation in whom also after that ye believe, be yield, believed ye were sealed with the Holy spirit of promise. Remember when we were reading Ephesians one and 13, we talked about being sealed, sealed up. The Holy spirit seals you up, right? Seals in wisdom, seals in love, seals in knowledge, seals in understanding, right? Acts one and eight says, but ye shall receive, come on, Cindy, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is upon you and ye shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. Everything that you've been struggling with can, can go, go away and be dealt with, with the power of the Holy Spirit. You need more than church. You need more than religion. <laughs> You need the Holy Spirit to overcome. You need the Holy Spirit to walk in love. When I see people who are out of faith, when I see people who are um, mean and callous, 
um, and wa not walking in wisdom, I know that they're lacking the Holy Spirit. They're not allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to them, to touch them in that area, to get to, to be wisdom for them. They're not allowing him to be counselor. Remember we talked last week about the Holy Spirit being your counselor, being the person that gives you advice. They're not allowing the Holy Spirit to give them advice in a particular area. When we don't allow the Holy Spirit to give us advice, we'll keep making foolish decisions. He's your counselor, right? So Acts 1 and 8 said, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The power that you've needed to defeat the enemy, the power that you've needed to overcome sickness, disease, the power that you've needed to overcome depression, the power that you've needed to overcome drugs, the power that you've needed to overcome idols will only manifest in your life after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, right? And then you're going to go and be a witness. Remember, I just shared, shared, shared with you my testimony. You will be a witness unto both me in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You'll be able to be a greater witness when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But if we don't yield to the Holy Spirit, we don't get to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Right. And most of us don't receive him. We don't receive the Holy Spirit. John three and five says, Jesus answered, very, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Romans 8, 26 says, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. The Holy Spirit will make intercession for you. It will pray when you don't know what to pray. It will tell you what to pray. It will tell you what to do next. That's, that's the power that comes from the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 and 4 says, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, right? Acts 1 and 5 says, for John truly baptized with power, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Acts 2, 1 and 4 says, and when the Pentecost came, right, then they were all in one accord. When the Pentecost comes, when the Holy Spirit is upon you, your house comes in one accord. Your living comes in one accord. And Jesus dying is not in vain. Joel 2, 28, 29 says, and it shall come to pass afterward. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And so what we are lacking is due to the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> It's due to the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you're not full of the Holy Spirit. And you're not spending enough time understanding and with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit fills you fills you up, right? I, I You need to bubble up. Any place I walk in my flesh, anytime I'm not caught up in the Spirit, anytime I'm not walking in my spirit, man, it's because I'm resisting the Holy Spirit. I'm grieving the Holy Spirit and I'm not allowing myself to be full of the Holy Spirit because when the, come on, Lord, when the Holy Spirit is inside you, it bubbles up and it produces fruit. So 
When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, love comes out. When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, joy comes out. When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, peace comes out. When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, self-control comes out. When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, gratefulness comes out. When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, gratitude comes out. When I'm all the fruits of the Spirit, joy, love, peace. When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, patience comes out. When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, goodness comes out. When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, all of these things will bubble out out of me, including the utterance of speaking in tongues. But the problem is we don't yield to the Holy Spirit. We don't want to wait on the Holy Spirit. We're so anxious to see things move and shake in life. We won't let the Holy Spirit build us up. I just, I just gave you two testimonies personally of what it looks like to let the Holy Spirit provide for you, take care of you, love on you and do absolutely everything that you need the Holy Spirit. But we rely on so many other things. And we're going to see that in the scripture tomorrow, how the, like they, the, the analogy he uses is relying on wine. We rely on so many other things to get us through to supplement that we won't be full of the Holy Spirit and receive it. So we're going to do this. This is simple. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, this is going to be so impacting for you. The first thing is we're going to do is repent. You need to stay in a repentant state, no matter what, I don't care how saved you think you are. Your heart should be towards repentance always. And so you just need to, you, you just need to first repent. Um, father God, repent, repent for grieving the Holy spirit, repent for, repent for not allowing Jesus to be Lord and savior, whatever it is that the Holy spirit brings or that comes to your heart and mind, this is going and repent. Father God, please forgive me for grieving the Holy spirit now. Right? Right? Please forgive me for, for repent of your sins. Go on and repent of sins. Lord, I repent of all my sins. Those that I didn't even know were sins. And if God brings a particular sin to your heart, then repent of that. Repent of that sin. And then after you repent of that sin, if you've never been baptized, you need to be baptized, right? You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. And then the Holy spirit is going to come on you. Right. And so for those of you that have already been in repentance and you've already received, I mean, had been baptized, then in the name of Jesus, receive the Holy spirit by faith. Say, I receive you Holy spirit. I receive you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you for your people today. I thank you, Lord God, that even though I'm not laying hands, that they're receiving the Holy Spirit today by faith. Holy Spirit, come. Come into our lives. Take over our lives. Be in our conversation. Be in our emails. Be in our texts. Be on this devotional. Be in our finances. Be in our relationships. Give us our Give us your counsel. Be our advocate, Lord God. Be our teacher. Be our coach. Be our mentor. Holy Spirit, we need you today. And we receive you by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. That's all you got to do. And then study your word and become more familiar with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord to show you how to become familiar with the Holy Spirit so that you can walk into the fullness Power is not going to come up on you. It is not evidence in your life, right? Remember I told you it's a love walk. Remember how I always say it's a love issue. Well, when we love the Lord God with all our heart, with all our might, with all our soul, we're desiring more of the Holy Spirit because we don't want to look like anything else but what God called us to be and who God called to be. So you got to receive 
the Holy Spirit by faith. My God, you got to receive the Holy Spirit by faith and it'll begin to groom you and teach you. And so we're going to walk into this and understand the dispensation of the Holy Spirit and how it can impact and change your life. It's changed mine. It's changed mine. And if it can do this for me, guess what? It can do it for you. If the Holy Spirit can change my life, guess what? The Holy Spirit. But I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit is counter our flesh. So it feels strange because it's going to compel you to begin to do things that you would not normally do. So I thank you, Father God. I thank you for uh, your word today. I thank you for the word you spoke to the tithers. I thank you for those that do tithe. I thank you, Father God, for those that will tithe. I thank you for empowering us with your word, with the Holy Spirit today, Father God. I just thank you for your power, Father God. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your provision. Let us lean not into our own understanding. Not, let us not be wise in our own eyes. I seal this prayer. I seal this word today. I seal it in the redemption of the Holy Spirit that it will not leak out and that even if it exposes places in us that do not align with you, Lord God, that we will not run from it. We will run into you. We thank you and take our salvation and the redemption of the blood. We are chosen. We are adopted. We are redeemed. We have been set free. We are favored and we are well loved and we receive that by faith. Holy Spirit, come. My God, come, come, come. Visit us. Participate us. In Jesus name. Amen. I love y'all so much. <laughs> I love, I love y'all, but more than anything, God loves you. Go put this devotional in someone's hand. Go share it. Someone needs to hear how much God loves them. Someone needs to hear the testimony that I shared today so that they can walk in the fullness of who God called them to be in Christ Jesus. And do me a favor. If you're a lady and you're in the Little Rock area, don't come to Bible study tomorrow. We want to connect with you face to face and personally. But if you're not local, you can connect to us online. Just send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. Go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Subscribe to the Daily Devotional. Go to the YouTube page. Subscribe to the devotional there. Get connected by faith. And I believe God is just going to do something so supernatural for you. I'm so grateful. I love you so, so much, but more than anything, God loves you. So I need you to do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let the power of God, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, and the understanding of who God is be given to you in you and share it with someone else. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.